In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. You with me? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode number 174 of the Love Life Connection podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so excited to be back in your earbuds again this week. And if you haven't already, I want to remind you to please leave a rating or a review for the podcast. It really helps me to grow the show and to get the show into the earbuds of more women just like you. And it literally takes a couple seconds to leave a rating and then just a few more seconds to leave a review. And I just love reading your reviews. And I love seeing what you love so I can do more of it because this show is for you. It's not for me. All right. So today I have a guest on the show. It is the last Thursday of the month when the show is released. And I invited my sweet friend Lisa onto the show. And as you can tell from the title of this episode, we cover a wide range of topics. And Lisa has an incredible story of being diagnosed with breast cancer and coming back from that and then using this, um, what you could call a curveball and using that to really develop her new purpose, not even new, but come Coming back to her purpose in life. And so whether or not you've had cancer, I really want you to listen to this episode for two reasons. One is life is going to throw you curveballs. Wake up that you didn't expect. It might be a loss, a death. It might be a diagnosis of some sort in your life, or it could be something else. Who knows, right? And really, this episode is not so much about getting cancer and coming back from cancer, but it's really about what do you do when life throws you curveballs and it just totally throws off where you thought you would be or what your life would be about. And some event forces you to kind of shift your values around or shift where you're spending your time or your energy or your focus. 
And the second reason why I want you to listen to this episode is because if you have breasts, it's super important for you to understand the issues and miseducation around breast health and specifically around dense breast tissue. It can literally save your life or someone's life that you know. So please listen to this episode and please listen to what Lisa has to say about it. And by the way, when we're in the interview, Lisa talks about how the FDA is open for comments on the dense breast tissue um, issue. And unfortunately, those comments closed the day before this episode aired. So the FDA is no longer open for comments. However, you can definitely reach out to Lisa's organization for the love of cups to learn about other ways that you can promote this issue and let your elected officials know that this is something that's important to you um, and that you want them to do something about it. Now, I know you're not exactly sure what I'm talking about because you haven't listened to the interview yet, but you'll definitely um, understand and it'll all make sense once you listen to what Lisa has to share. And I guess as a third, a bonus reason to listen to this interview is at the end of the episode, I share a free way to get into the Love Action Tribe for a month. So super exciting. I've never done anything like this before. And I just think it's promoting the best of both worlds. And I'm really excited to share this opportunity with you. So without further ado, let's get to my conversation with Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to the show. Hi, Veronica. How are you? I am doing really well. I'm really excited that you're here and that I get to introduce you to my audience because I love and adore you and I can't wait for everyone else to know who you are. (laughs) Oh my God. Thank you, Veronica. I have to say I'm so excited. And when you invited me to be on this podcast, I was like... Just starstruck, and also just (laughs) because I'm so in love with your work, and not only as a friend, but a little bit of a fangirl. So, just super honored (laughs) to be here. (laughs) You're just brilliant. So, thank thank you. you. Well, thank you, and um, yeah, and thank you for being here. So, obviously, I know you, but um, there might be quite a few women in my community who don't know who you are. So, um, can you talk to us a little bit about who you are and what's the work you do in the world? Um, I am. That's such a um, a big question. But um, I, my first career in life was a midwife, and that's probably the title that I most commonly use. And I feel like that really encompasses the aspect of the work that I'm most passionate about. Um, I now run a nonprofit organization um, supporting women who have breast cancer and also educating women um, about their health and well-being and how to really use their internal resources to seek out the best care that they deserve. Um, I am a mother of three. I am a breast cancer survivor myself. Um, Three beautiful daughters, by the way. They're just amazing. I'm so proud of them. And they're all grown up now. So, Um, and... Um, yeah, just, you know, dealing with that new empty nest syndrome in life and, <laughs> um, you know, just one more transition, another transition. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm an empty nester too, except not in the same way. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't have kids. Um, well, I have a dog. Does that count? I don't know. Maybe. It does count. Um, awesome. Well, I, 
I have, I have a lot that I want you to share. And I just realized that this is also a great platform to educate women, especially about around dense breast tissue. So we'll definitely get there. Um, but before, can you talk a little bit about your journey and how, you know, you came to found your nonprofit and the journey of, um, you know, learning about, you know, having breast cancer and then moving through that and beyond that. Um, can you talk to us about that and share it with us? Yes, I would. Um, thank you for asking. I, my path has been a long and beautifully scenic twisty road, but, um, like I said, my first career was that of a midwife. I, uh, working with women has always been my heart's work and my passion. And as a midwife, you really get very intimate with women and get to witness them in their most raw, vulnerable, yet most powerful state. And I absolutely just love it. Um, life took many twists and turns. I found myself divorced with three kids and a single mom. And um, that life and that work was no longer sustainable and found myself in a career of <laughs> marketing software. And it, it was the exact opposite of, of being a midwife. And I was hustling and grinding and doing all the things. And I, I felt successful at it. Um, I was good at it and I was learning a lot because it was so opposite of anything I had done. Um, but at the same time, uh, without being too dramatic, the, the work and the stress that I was willing to put on myself was literally killing me. And I found out at that time that um, while I was working, I just wasn't feeling right. And so even scheduling a doctor's appointment felt indulgent. Like, oh, I don't have time for that. Mm -hmm. um, but I knew that something was wrong and I needed to go and be cared for. And so that was just a very loud knock on the door from the universe saying, you know what, Lisa, this is really not where you belong. This is not the work you're meant to be doing. And I'm not one known for listening to the subtleties of the universe. It usually <laughs> has to knock me over the head a few times to yeah, really get anyway. me to listen. <laughs> and so... Um, it, it, yeah, it brought me to my knees and I, I was somebody who considered myself very well informed and well-educated around breast cancer. My mom's a two-time survivor and through my own process, um, feeling misinformed, undereducated, lost, afraid, alone, all the things I thought, my God, if I can feel this way with all the support and knowledge that I have, what must other women be going through? Um, and that's what really sent me on this journey to learn more and to dive in deeper into our healthcare system and supporting women um, that are less supported than I had. Yeah, yeah. Um, how did you know that something was wrong? Did you feel a lump? on your breast or in your armpit somewhere, or was it like an intuitive hit? Or are you just kind of feeling just kind of like sicky, like fluey? Like what was, how did you know? You know, it was hard to discern because the job I had was so stressful. I would say I had all the symptoms of stress, but there was an overwhelming intuitive hit mm. that 
that kept pinging. It was your breast. It was your breast. It was not that I needed to go see the doctor. I needed to go get a mammogram. Um, and that was the appointment that I, I knew I needed to make. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about how, you know, you're living this life and, um, I mean, obviously life had already thrown you a curveball. You were a single mom of three kids. I think most people don't go out in life, like having that be their goal necessarily. Um, but no. now you with this other curveball of getting a diagnosis of breast cancer and whether or not people listening can relate specifically to that experience or just relate to the experience of like, didn't expect my life to go this way. <laughs> no. Can you talk a little bit about, um, the, that emotional piece and, and, um, what were the struggles? How did you grow? How did you come to quote unquote terms with it? Yeah. Um, it's hard. It's hard work mm -hmm. and it, um, it's unexpected regardless of what it is, a divorce, an illness, uh, loss of a job. Um, I would say with any sort of big shift like that, um, that oftentimes feels tra traumatic, like a trauma or mm -hmm. um, a very crushing weight that you can't quite see your way out of. Yeah. Um, just be patient with yourself. Like give yourself permission to acknowledge that this is really hard um, and to give yourself some time. Um, I would say that there is, in those moments, there's always what is coined a bathroom floor moment. There's yeah. a moment in that where things get very, very crystallized and very crystal clear. That moment doesn't last very long because life has a way of distracting us and the overwhelm creeps back in. But that moment where probably three things seem really important is a place where I would say put a pin in that moment so that you can revisit it when you need to. Um, Cause that is what will get you through. What were the three things maybe that stood out in that moment as the most important things in your life um, and put your energy there mm -hmm. and that will get you through um, and it will build from there. But in those moments where it feels overwhelmed and stuck, yeah. bring it back to that simple, very clear crystallized moment where you knew, you knew what was so important. Yeah. yeah. And focus your attention there. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That makes a lot of sense. And so, you know, feeling the feelings, I'm a big fan of feeling the feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a Capricorn. I don't even like to talk about feelings, but you know, <laughs> it's hard for us Capricorns. I know. <laughs> that's right. You're a fellow Capricorn. Yay. Mm -hmm. Capricorns unite. Yay. Um, that's probably why we're such a good friend. We just get each other. <laughs> I love it. It's so easy. <laughs> um, so, uh, okay. So feel your feelings and then pinpoint like the three things that, you know, are important that will keep you moving forward. And I assume at some point though, there has to be like either like a surrender or a reframe of like, you know, cause I often say things like, um, the story is always going to be more painful than the reality, right? So like mm. the story of being single at age, whatever, is always going to be a lot more painful than the reality of being single at mm. whatever age. And so I'm curious how you began to shift the story of what your life was supposed to be like or what you made 
getting cancer mean to something that has really been now become like your life's purpose? Right. Yes. Um, that's a great question. And it really is a lot of very small decisions every day. Um, Mm -hmm. as I said, with that pinpoint moment that helps you very clearly discern what it is you want and how you want to reimagine your life. Um, something I use a lot with the woman that I work with um, and something that comes up a lot is, oh, I can't wait to get back to normal. I can't wait to get back to this. I can't wait to get back to my body, this, or whatever it is. They want to go back to it. And there's, there really is no going back and trying, whether it's a cancer diagnosis or any other loss or reframe or restructure, you're not going to escape this new reality. And so letting go of that concept of going back is it's probably the biggest challenge the women that I work with have and helping them let go of that and see what is in front of them mm-hmm. um, and taking a look at what is now available to them and what it is now that they want. Mm-hmm. Reframing it with those three things that they knew and know to be true. Yeah. Yeah. So how did, how did you begin to reframe it? Which is where I assume your nonprofit was born from. So how did, how did that process happen for you? Yeah. Um, you know, it was very organic. I mostly at the time was just seeking, seeking a community of like hearted women. Um, I knew that there must be other women out there like me. And so I started to just build this community. I wanted to talk to other women that were going through this and really wanted to just learn from and support each other. And I felt, knowing what I already know about working with women, that just our shared wisdom and our collective knowledge was far more powerful than anything I could research on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was two-pronged. So there was this community aspect and then there was this education aspect as well as what I was learning about my own health care in the medical system and the information that's shared with women about their health and the information that isn't necessarily educated or supported um, for them to be able to make the best decisions for themselves regarding their own health care. And so I found myself really wanting to advocate for true informed consent for women. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something, it's a word that's thrown around a lot in the medical community, informed consent. And I think, well, if you're not giving information to, to women, how can they truly be informed? So, mm-hmm. and sign the paperwork. <laughs> yeah. And so what kind of information isn't being, um, informed upon us. I don't know if I said that. That was not <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. Well, you know, it's, so for me and what started the, the nonprofit was truly around the dense breast tissue notification piece. That's where my, my passions work started. And 50% of women over the age of 40 have dense breast tissue. And up until recently, it has just been a state by state mandate, whether or not to share that information with women. And even if that information is shared with you, there is no regulation on how that's communicated to you or whether or not you're supported with next steps or even guided towards what you need to do next, which so would what is, be. What does dense breast tissue mean? Or, you know, what, means, what are the issues around having dense breast tissue? Sure. Um, 
So it is more fibrous tissue in your breast than fatty tissue in your breast. And you do need a mammogram to diagnose it. You can't just fill your breast and say, oh yeah, they're pretty dense. It does need to be diagnosed by mammogram. Um, but the thing with dense breast tissue, because it's fibrous tissue, more fibrous tissue than fatty tissue, cancer does not show up on a mammogram. Cancer shows up white on a mammogram, as does fibrous tissue. So there's no contrast between the two on a mammogram. And so what you need is quite simple. We have the technology, we have the knowledge, we have the information, um, is an ultrasound or an MRI. And that will be able to clearly see cancer in your breast tissue against the fibrous tissue. Okay, got it. And so I know I interviewed you before. So if women do have dense breast tissue, first, you just have to hope that you're told that you have dense breast tissue. So that's mm-hmm. issue number one. Correct. And issue number two is even if you are told you have dense press, breast tissue, what are like the options and what's the issue there? Like what's not then being told to women? Right. The risks involved with dense breast tissue, it is now being called the greatest risk factor. Um, the more they learn about it, um, the more they're learning that it, it really might be the greatest risk factor of all, in fact, is what they're saying now in a recent study by UCSF, um, out, out risking <laughs> genetics and family history and anything else out there right now. Um, and so... And that is in addition to the, rest, the risk of that cancer being missed on a mammogram. Right. And that's new because they used to only say the risk of it being missed on a mammogram was the greatest risk. But now they're understanding that dense breast tissue actually is a risk in itself. Okay. And women like me who had dense breast tissue and have breast cancer are now at a greater risk for recurrence than the average woman without dense breast tissue and breast cancer. So it's got many, many layers to it. And the more they're learning about it, it becomes almost just unfathomable that this isn't being communicated and regularly taught, just like, go get a mammogram at 40. If you have dense breast tissue, get an ultrasound. Like, this should be standard care, standard practice. It should be common knowledge as far as I'm concerned. So because it's not standard care, then is there then a financial and socioeconomic issue around uninsured or crappy insurances not covering potentially like an MRI as a needed follow-up? Absolutely. Okay. Oh, it's, it's so, it runs so deep, especially for women at risk. Um, even women with insurance are often denied coverage for the additional screening. And um, that's not to say that all women are. Um, for women that are being offered that, it's, it's great, but it's not the norm. Okay. Um, Okay. So, and is that where your nonprofit comes in? Um, Yeah. So we're working on the policy and the education piece very actively right now. I think that's where we can have the greatest impact. Mm -hmm. Our big vision that going forward is we're able to, to raise more funds is to be able to offer um, the financial assistance piece for women, whether it's just a high copay or the actual ultrasound itself. Mm -hmm. Why do you think this isn't shared or taught? Oh, oh great question. <laughs> <laughs> I will warn you though, this one gets me very fired up. <laughs> um, I like it. I like, I always get fired on my podcast. So my guests are more than welcome to as <laughs> Great. You know, the, the biggest re- reason anybody ever cites 
for this is it will cause too much stress and strain and worry for women being overly uh, traumatized or overly biopsied. Hmm. Rather than trusting that a woman is capable of making that decision for herself if she were yeah, given all the information. Kind of reminds me of um, season one of Mad Men <laughs> when Don Draper was sending Betty to the psychiatrist or psychologist or whatever and like wasn't really telling Betty like what the results were of the sessions but like was just going straight to the husband and like telling him like what was going on with his wife and like what any care treatments were to be and like she was completely kept in the dark she was a woman couldn't handle it uh, oh my lord yes. nice to of that <laughs> Exactly. And it just yeah, gets under my skin. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So um, I know there's a lot of women listening to this over 40. So would you recommend women over 40? I know you're not a, a doctor, but you're a midwife. So mm-hmm. but, um, for women over 40 to ask their doctor if they haven't already, if they have dense breast tissue, would their doctor be able to tell them? Yes. If they've had a mammogram, it will be on their mammogram report. I encourage every woman to ask for their mammogram report and read it and look at it themselves. Um, I have several links of information on how to understand your mammogram report and questions to ask. And But starting with your doctor would always be a great place to start and ask questions. Great. And we'll put those links in the um, the show notes of questions to ask your doctor. And what about women who are under 40? Um, should they get a test to see, or I guess that would be mammogram to see if they have dense mm-hmm. breast tissue? Um, so that's not standard of care. And most um, doctors and insurance companies will deny you a mammogram before the age of 40 without having um, some risk factors that are that are sending you that direction. I know young women with lumps and suspicious lumps in their breasts that are being denied mammograms. Um, Without a family history or some other risk factor, it's very uncommon, but I would say regular monthly self exams, just getting really to know your body and educating yourself and um, really trusting your wisdom and your instincts. And if you truly believe that you do need a screening, you've got to fight for it. It's, it's, um, it, women under 40 get breast cancer all the time. It's, it happens all the time. I, I, I'm not trying you're, to you're under 40, <laughs> spread right? fear, but no, I was actually just over 40. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but I, you know, I support many women under 40, you know, that, that have breast cancer. And so it does happen more frequently than you would realize, would think. Got it. Got it. Um, so is there anything else that you want to share about your nonprofit? So I know that you are raising money to help support getting treatment for women, especially who are denied coverage or don't have coverage, educating advocacy to get standard of care changed in states. Um, is there anything else about your nonprofit that we like to share? Um, I think, you know what, you pretty much said it all, but <laughs> You know, I was just thinking in the power of all of our collective wisdom that there might be a link I would put in your show notes if you're willing. And it's to the FDA because right now their comments are open to public opinion before they write this new mandate regarding a national standard for uh, the dense breast tissue notification. And so if women wanted to go in there and just share their opinion about this, I think that might carry a lot of um, great 
great power. Awesome. Yeah. We'll definitely put that link in the show notes. Um, oh, one other question that I have um, before we, we wrap up is, so if someone does have dense breast tissue, um, does that mean they should get MRIs every year rather than mammograms? You know, that'll vary person to person and something you'll need to discuss with your doctor. Sometimes they will do a mammogram every other year and an MRI every other year. It just depends on what they find and what your history looks like. Um, They might alternate ultrasound or MRI. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, there's so, a whole lot of different ways to package it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I just so appreciate you bringing this issue to light because before I met you, I had no clue about this at all. I mean, just, I mean, yeah, you hear mammogram, you know, at age, I don't even know what age I knew before. I don't know if I thought it was 40 or 45 or even 50. Um, so I just so appreciate you doing this work and educating women and supporting women and getting the service and the care that they need. And I, I love your organization. And so what I'm going to do is I want to invite all the women listening to this episode to, um, to donate to Lisa's organization. Oh, we haven't even named, named Ah. it. It's like the best name ever. Ah. (laughs) Thank you, Veronica. It's for the love of cups. Yes. It's the best name ever. Um, uh, so, and so for everyone who, um, who joins, then send me a receipt of your, um, or who, who sends a donation. <laughs> I just mm-hmm. hinted as to what you might get if you, if you donate, but if you donate $50 or more, um, to the to the love of, or for the love of cups, then um, send me the receipt either on email. I'm hello at veronicagrant.com or send me a DM with a screenshot on Instagram. Totally fine. And we'll give you a free month of the love action tribe. Um, I really want to support and Lisa and getting her message and her work more out into the world. And um, you know, dollars speak, um, you know, dollars, we need dollars. And so, um, and if you're listening to this and you're like, well, Veronica, I'm writing the love action tribe. That's okay. Send me a receipt anyways, and we'll, um, pause your payment for a month. So, um, yeah, make a $50 donation and get the love action tribe for free for a month. Um, wow. And again, if you're already in, we'll just pause your payment for a month. Um, Oh my God, Veronica, that's so amazing and generous. Thank you. Oh, I love <laughs> well, it. it's my, Thank it's you. my pleasure. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't really talk about like the donations or giving that I do. Cause I don't want to be like, Oh, I give and donate and like make it seem like, you know, I'm so cool or whatever. Um, mm. you know, but I, I have supported your organization in the past and yeah, I'm so grateful. Thank <laughs> you. And I'm just, um, yeah, I just think it's a really important message that I just haven't really heard um, much talked about at all. And I just would love to get my community on board and supporting your mission. So it's my mm, pleasure and honor to, um, to, to do this. So for everyone, looking, thank you. Get those credit cards out, donate, and then come join us in a tribe for free for a month. Um, let's see. Wonderful. So obviously for the love of cups is a great place to find you. Um, but I know that you also offer some coaching for women. So can you talk a little bit about where um, women can find you if they want to get your support more or just reach out to you and connect? What's the best place? Or where the best Absolutely. Place? Um, 
you know, any of my social media handles, you can, can find me and instant message me or DM me there. I'm very accessible. I encourage anybody who wants to reach out. I'm open to conversation and I love meeting and talking with new women. Um, on the website for the Love of Cups, if you are a woman you know with any type of cancer, actually it doesn't even need breast cancer, the ones that support community, there's links to that there. Um, for women going through major life transitions, looking for support from me, um, or want to learn a little bit more about that, they can find me, um, on my personal website, which is just lisamalia.co. But again, my social media handles are probably the best place to find me. Okay, great. And your social media handles is love Lisa Malia, right? Uh, on Instagram. Yes. It's love okay. Lisa Malia. Okay. Yeah. Great. And we'll put that in the other um, social media handles that you want on the show notes. Everyone listening can go to veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 174. <laughs> Almost said the wrong number. 174. Um, or if you're just listening on your phone or whatever podcast player, usually if you just go to like the show notes information page or like the info page of the episode, um, it has the same links and everything should be hyperlinked. And you could just click that straight from the convenience of your podcast player. Um, so one last question before I let you go, Lisa, mm. I ask all my guests is what okay. is your favorite way to treat yourself? Uh, okay. Well, the name of my organization gives it away. Um <laughs> For the love of cups, anything I love treating myself to, whether it's a warm cup of coffee or a, a glass of, um, I don't know, wine. <laughs> um, I just think that life is a series of moments. And, you know, when we slow down and put it in a real cup, not a to-go cup, not a commuter mug, but just really sit down with something to enjoy and embrace a moment. That's really what I'm about. I love that. You know, I've recently gotten and more into just like liquids, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's just, um, I don't know. There is something so soothing and comforting about, I don't drink coffee anymore, but I drink, um, matcha or I'll have decaf coffee and it's just the experience of it. It's just so, well, nice. it's how we connect. Yeah. It's a person, yeah. it's a personal experience, but we have, that's how we connect, whether it's over a cup of tea or, whether it's over a cup of coffee or whatever it might be, it's always over a cup of something yeah. or a celib celebratory toast with champagne, right? Yeah. So I love yeah. that. I love that. Well, thank you so much for sharing and thank you for coming yeah. on to the show today. And I hope lots of women listening donate to the Thank you. Donate thank to you. Cups. It's hard to say because it's like two positions in a row. <laughs> I know. I've had a lot of time to practice it, but I understand. I love it. Thank you so much for having me. It was such an honor and what a treat. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. Find the show notes to this episode and all episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You can also grab bonus downloads and more resources to help you find love at veronicagrant.com. That's also the place you can learn more about my private love and relationship coaching and group coaching programs. And if you love this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a rating or review in iTunes. It helps me to build this amazing community and help more amazing women like yourself find real love. And until next time, remember, Remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.